this is Space Battles. It is a podcast that is a transformative approach to a franchise about galactic combat, specifically uh, the seventh episode in said franchise. I am Brian. I am the GM of the campaign, and with me as always are Rebecca. Hi, I am Rebecca. I play Eshka, the Bothan mechanic with questionable people skills. Uh, Chris? I'm Chris. I play VC20, the droid senator of questionable people. <laughs> Celia? Uh, I am Celia. I play uh, Lumia Organa, who is the force non-sensitive middle child of Han and Leia. And Victoria? Hi, I'm Victoria. I play uh, Kiyama, who is a chiss who is having an identity crisis. <laughs> Kiyama is stuck in 2020. Uh, so last time, uh, everyone had made it into the secret part of the facility on Anoth. You guys had discovered that there was some sort of issue with the crystals, um, that they were being uh, abused, maltreated, which is uh, especially troubling if... They are, in fact, a sentient species, as VC-20 had been sent out to investigate and possibly negotiate. Uh, you went to the facility to discover the source of these orders and the coercion that these scientists were under. When you were there, you discovered a woman in black robes with red lightsabers uh, who kicked you around a little bit. Uh Kiyama discovered that maybe she can use a lightsaber, and VC-20 discovered that maybe violence is the answer sometimes. And now you are here. You are presented with the source or the uh, the underlying rationale for this woman's extended program of systemic uh, abuse of these crystals, which is namely that they look like they have been used to repair uh, some kind of it looks like a portal. Uh, it's a large ellipsoid, maybe 30 feet high, filled with swirling lights and gases, about a meter thick. Uh, and I mixed Imperial and metric units there because I hate you. Um, Kiyama wants uh, to... Is, this woman is dead, right? We've yes. established that. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you felt a massive reduction in ambient hate as she passed. Okay, I would like uh, to I deactivate my lightsaber and I go and uh, I take her other two with me. I'm curious. Okay, I'm going to ask you to... Hmm. Hang on one sec. Also, Brian, I can't see anything in Roll20. It is a big black box. I don't know if that was intentional, but... Uh, no, you guys should be in the same place that you were last time. Uh, try reloading the page. Okay. Uh, Kiyama, give me an education, please. Education. I'm fairly standard at this. Okay. Uh, you can't figure out how to turn off the lightsaber. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not a Jedi, guys. Um, I just kind of... I turn to Mia, and I'm like, here, can you figure this out? I, You're a Jedi, She's you're the one she was talking to, so I hand it to her. Okay, Mia, uh, the strange blue woman uh, has been very badly wounded, and she is handing you a lit lightsaber. Lumia is just going to sort of sit there and stare at her, and she's going to 
extend a hand and take the lightsaber, turn it off, and then hand it back to her and say, I'm not a Jedi. Well, you just handled the lightsaber, so. Yeah, but I was turning it off. It's got a button. <laughs> there, there has to be some kind of symbolism there. Neither am I. You know, Kiyama takes it back and says, neither am I. And and and, and just, Mia just says, yeah, but you have the Force and I don't. I can't be a Jedi. All right, I don't well, have... Well, this angst morality play is happening. <laughs> uh, VC20 and Eshka, both of you can give me core worlds tests. Core? Worlds. Worlds. Yes. Kiyama and me are having these like what these philosophical questions of like, does one have the force if they know about it, or does one have the force if they don't? Like, what does it mean to have the force? Right. And Ashko's like, can are we done? Can we go? (laughs) (laughs) Are we just hanging out here? Okay. I both both Ashka and BC Twenty have achieved uh, sterling results on their core worlds tests. So her mask with the hollowed eyes and um, the curved sweep of the top and the triangular replacement over the nose and mouth looked familiar as you were fighting, but it's not until after that you place it. It looks as though she has sculpted an eerie replica of Darth Vader's mask. Um, VC20, you're familiar with Darth Vader. You've been a senator for many decades now. Um, you were in the Senate when, uh, Darth Vader enforced the order to dissolve the Senate at the Emperor's request. And, you know, you were later reinstated when the New Republic formed. Eshka, you're familiar with the figure simply because he was a massive figure in galactic politics 20 years ago. You were probably a very young Bothan then, but you, the mask is unmistakable all the same. And this woman in black has taken the time to meticulously craft uh, this crystal corpse into actually a very good replica of his mask. Yeah, I've seen him in the hollows. Um, that's creepy. I don't think I say anything because I, I don't know why I would, but I will privately think that's creepy. Like she was a creep. Mm-hmm. There is also the as uh, as you are looking at this mask, Eshka. There is also the question of what is going to happen with this portal, and also you have a prisoner, the cultist from last session that VC twenty punched in the head and bullied. Yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, he would probably like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I might need a refresher from last session. Do we know what needs to be done with this portal and I as a player am just forgetting or have we not established that yet? We haven't looked at it yet. We okay. literally just killed her. <laughs> yeah, this this is we just covered, you know, the last 60 seconds after okay. um after this lady's corpse drops to the ground. Kiyama's so, going to also use the rest of her stim, stim pack mm-hmm. um, to regain 10 HP, so that way she is not actively or very close to actively dying if someone sneezes on her. Stim packs give you 10 hit points? You, you can use them five times, and the first use is five, second use is four, third use is three. Got it, so you're cashing it out completely. I'm cashing mm-hmm. it out completely, because <laughs> I am... 
I have three HP left. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't uh, look so, good at all. so Kiyama hands over the lightsaber, has a brief discussion with Mia about what is a Jedi question mark, and cashes out a stim pack. Uh, VC twenty. While the mask is being examined, people are discussing uh, sophomore year of high school philosophy and fixing up the holes in themselves. What are you doing? Um, I am going to turn toward the cultist mm-hmm. and um, suggest that it will probably be best for me to cooperate fully with the investigation. He looks at you nervously and he says, uh, "What does that entail?" We'd like to get to the bottom of just what has been happening here. He says, uh, th- that's, that's easy, Mr. Senator. And he points at the border. That's not as helpful as you think it is. We have less context in the situation. What is the purpose of this portal? Well, it goes places, you know? Like it, um, I'm not explaining this very well. Maybe that's why they didn't make me a, man, I wanted to... <laughs> I was going to be in this cult for a while and they just wouldn't, you know, maybe if I were better explaining things, they would have given me a lightsaber and then I could have the mask and, um, oh, I forgot where I was. Um, okay, so the portal's like teleporting, right? Like you, um, go from one place to the other and you don't need a ship and you don't need to use hyperlanes. You can just go wherever you want to, whenever you want to. And they were built by some race that I think are called the Gree or maybe the Glee um, maybe the Knee that doesn't sound right but alright um, Eshka's gonna just like climb down and just go over to look at the portal okay <laughs> while he's babbling he can continue babbling but I uh, I was running out of air I was, tr- <laughs> I was trying to talk in one his voice is talk in my nose and do it all in one breath so <laughs> the more you examine the portal i the more i get to breathe so please examine it <laughs> um let's have a look eshka at what you're gonna need to roll to make sense of this for me so this is not a computer and it is not i i will i will spoil it now it's non-sapient so persuasion and computers don't give anything so i suppose the most test would be mechanics. I can do that. I Kiyama is kind of going to want to walk around the rest of the lab and see if she can find any more of this crystal okay. lying around. Uh, give me a perception test, please, Kiyama. Okay. Uh, ignore the circles, Rebecca. I apologize. I left the force dice in the Okay. So it looks as though you have rolled a success and a threat. Uh, this is very difficult to make sense of. Um, it is very taxing to do so, and at one point, uh, you need to squeeze in between the rim of the ellipse and the metal legs that hold it, and there is a point that is probably funny to whoever's watching you where you are briefly stuck, uh, but it is deeply <laughs> frightening to you because you can see how heavily it's bolted into the ground and how long you would be stuck here. Uh, so I'm going to tax you one strain, uh, but you make sense of it. Uh, it is a door to someplace else. He is not lying. Um, the way that it manipulates things is very similar to how hyperspace engines uh, manipulate space-time, uh, which is already more uh, science than canon. 
uh, the canon franchise about galactic battling has <laughs> given. Uh, but you recognize, recognize the telltale signs of uh, spatial distortion is how we will fantasy say it. Uh, and you piece together as best you can from the unfamiliar schematics that it does indeed do what he said. It is a straight-up portal to somewhere else that does not rely on hyperlanes and doesn't rely on a ship. It is a static fixed point. And also, you don't know who the Gree or the Glee or the Knee are, uh, but this is incredibly old. You don't recognize many of the metals and alloys. And the inside panels are filled with inscriptions in a language that you have never even heard of. Like, you don't even recognize it as writing initially. I crawl back out from under and around the portal. (laughs) (laughs) And I look up and I say, well, the crony's telling the truth. It's a, it's a portal. No clue how to close it. Cause I didn't, I didn't really get anything on how to operate it. Right. It's in operation. But like how to, uh, turn it on or off or like I didn't uh, get any indication no. of that kind of stuff. None of that. No. <clears throat> yeah. So I say, uh, I have no idea how to close it. So that's great. I wonder where it goes. I, I'll ask, I'll ask the, uh, the crony, like, do you know where it goes? Can it go multiple places or is it like a, like a one-to-one kind of deal? Uh, the flunky shrugs. He goes, I don't know. They didn't really tell me anything. I'm just kind of here. You know how it is. Are you an intern? No, I'm a, well, they didn't really let me make the cultist <laughs> yet. Um, I, it's called the cult of the skull and they don't really let me do much for it, but I got sent here, which I guess is good. But I've been part of the cult for maybe 10 years now. Most of the other people have like their own cells or, you know, their own flunkies now. And I was just kind of stuck being one. I, uh, Kiyama's going to walk. She obviously has not found any more crystal based on my <laughs> perception roll. <laughs> uh, no, she definitely has not. So hearing this, she comes back and I did want to take the other woman's lightsabers. So I want to make sure I got mm-hmm. those. Yes, okay. Those. Um, but I come up and I just kind of like gesture to her. I'm like, what was her name? Ezra. Ezra. Ja. Uh, ja. Um, something, I don't know, it was Twilight. It was like, started with a J sound and it was kind of like an ah, but her de- name was definitely Ezra. I had to, um, I had to call her ma'am most of the time though, because she can, um, get into your dreams and give you all kinds of nasty visions. And I didn't really like that. And, um, maybe that's why they wouldn't let me be like a real cultist because I, um, have bad dreams a lot, maybe. Kama's just going to keep walking. <laughs> Can I check to see whether I gave this man a head injury? Uh, yes. So with a two on medicine. I mean, oh, and he is a human. So you would have also gotten your, let me roll you your bonus die real quick. Um, oh, that's, uh, ignore the failure. Add the advantage. Um, so with, uh, the, with the, Four extra advantage you got in addition to the two successes. Uh, you can tell you have given this man a head injury. Uh, he is badly concussed. Uh, when you approach him, his eyes are actually pointing uh, in different directions. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, is there a way we can treat that? 
Uh, pack might work. Um, your experience with uh, biologicals is that a strong cup of coffee generally fixes everything. Um, Just make sure it's not Wookie coffee. Yes. You could also try feeding him VC20. Um, it, it, it's your experience that that fixes a lot of problems with uh, biologicals as well. I will um, ask around the rest of the group if anyone has any food. And as a player, I will hope that somebody understands that VC20 doesn't quite understand how to fix this, but wants to. <laughs> Uh, did anybody bring any of their supplies with them? I did not. No, you guys just kind of raw dogged it into the into. We the did. We very much, very much <laughs> raw dogged it into this uh, electrical planet experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kiyama has doesn't have a lot of stuff, so she has most of hers. So yeah, but that's not saying a lot. Do you want to give the cultist a granola bar, Kiyama? Uh, if VC20 is like VC20 just kind of looking like that kind of like helpless like what do I do I want to help yeah. and I'll just like okay I'll give it to VC20 to give to him <laughs> okay uh, VC20 you've you've been provided some biological feed apply a liberally to forehead okay <laughs> no 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 I'm, I'm just giving it to him uh, he looks sort of confused. Um, he reaches out to take the um, the granola bar, and uh, his hand like wax the railing. He goes, "Ow!" Oh, and, and kind of forgets what he's doing for a second, and then he sees you still holding it. He reaches back out and goes, "Oh, okay. um, yeah, this is pretty good." Um, and he starts uh, munching on it. He's sitting, and uh, at least he's quiet now. So you have uh, you have pacified this uh, this babbling failed cultist. You have been unable to detect any other crystal in here. Um, you you have a functional knowledge of this portal, although maybe not a complete or a thorough one. What comes next? She mentioned having, like, sisters or something. I mean, my thought is, is even though there's no one else here in this craft, there's this portal, which means people can come here. And obviously other people know about it, so I don't, I don't know. What do you? Just because there she's dead doesn't mean that the crystal are safe. Is kind of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I also don't really want to jump through that thing right now. So, do we go back to the base, or what do we? What do we do? Uh, so when you mentioned that you don't want to go through it, the cultist uh, with his mouthful of granola says, "Oh, I do." I, I, she turns and looks at him, just like, "Why?" Uh, there's supposed to be lots of stuff on the other side. That's what she was looking for. Something. Uh, some kind of powerful thing. Said that's where it would go. She didn't say where it would go. She just said it would lead to... Um, oh, man, I can't remember. Uh, man, this is why they never let me be a full cultist. Because I can't remember anything. <laughs> um, I love him. I'm, he's amazing. Um, uh, well, maybe we can go see what they're after. What do you guys think? Um, I think that for the first time, uh, Lumia is going to examine the, um, the portal. I mean, I don't think she has the skills to actually know what's going on, but she's definitely just going to take a look. Sure. Um, you can give me a mechanics role. Okay. Um, so you have learned, Lumia, that, um, you're, you're pretty sure that you understand how this thing works. Like Eshka points at a couple things for you. And you're like, oh, okay, this, you know, this whole set where it goes, 
you're presuming, although Eshka definitely does not indicate that. Um, you, you are fairly certain you have a rough idea of how it works, if not a better than rough idea. Attached is it to the ground? How attached is it to the ground? Yeah. Like how big uh, is pretty, it? I know pretty you thoroughly. You can, um, each of these, uh, feet right here in, on the two supports are probably about mm, 10 feet wide. Okay. At the, at the base, um, riveted down. Uh, but more than that, uh, it is attached to a power supply. So there's like to, in order to safely transfer it somewhere, you would have to disconnect the power and we don't know yeah. what that would do. Okay. Um, I think she's just going to say like, you know, and then I think she isn't even going to finish the thought because it's too angsty. She's sort of thinking about how useless she feels and how she could totally figure this out if she had the force. She's an angsty baby. Um, but she's going to sort of smile and just sort of say like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, we have two options. We can either go through it and see what's on the other side, or we go back to the base and leave whoever else to come here after. I mean, or we could go and get our stuff and come back. I don't, but that takes time. Uh, the cultist says, oh, well, if you guys leave, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just watch the portal for you. I don't trust that. Do we have any rope or something? Any shackles? And she just starts again, just like looking around for <laughs> something to like. Something to something to tie this man up with. <laughs> yeah, this concussed cultist who tried to stab her. <laughs> so. um, he, he's just doing was his the, best. Uh, was the dead Jedi lady wearing a belt? Uh, yeah, she was. That'll do her. All right, so you unbelt the dead Jedi VC-20. Uh, I'm not going to. This this guy's not really putting up a fight. He doesn't really... He's not totally cognizant of what's going on. So when you guys start belting his hands together, he doesn't really get it until it's too late. And he goes, oh, man, this is why they wouldn't let me be a full cultist. I always, I'm always getting tied up and stuff. <laughs> Let's get this man to the medical bay. Or I'm starting to feel bad for him. Yeah, um, I'm inclined to return to the ship, personally. Um, this man, I think, may need more than a granola bar. <laughs> and also, um, I believe she implied the portal was not ready. Uh, she implied that the portal was only recently ready. Ah. I don't know if listening to the prior episode will make a liar out of me on that front, uh, but that is absolutely what she should have implied. Kiyama's going to take like a loose piece of metal or like a bolt or something and just sort of like toss it in her hand and then turn and like, you know, chuck it through the portal. What happens? All right. Uh, there is a crackling sound and the, uh, the smell of ozone in the air already intensifies and the the bolt that you've thrown never re never hits the far wall. It is gone through the portal. Well, it's working. VC uh, twenty. Do you want to stick your head through there, and we just like hold your legs in case there's like no oxygen or something, and you can tell us what's on the other side, and then we just pull you back, and then that way we know if we need to come back with you know. Um. So, droid question. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is it a microaggression to remind you that you can't breathe? That's up to you. Actually, I was uh, earlier. We had discussed the possibility of overclocking my eyes. Mm -hmm. Would it be possible to separate one? 
<laughs> yes. Like just send like, one eye, not the whole head. Like to like to dangle it out. <laughs> like to put on some yeah. string and chuck it through the portal. <laughs> like yeah. fishing. Okay. Uh let's do this. Um people who aren't Kiyama, please make me a perception test to search this facility for uh a, suf- a sufficient uh type of wiring or cabling that uh that Eshka could hotwire VC20's eyeballs with. All right, VC20, you know the inside of your head better than anyone and you very quickly find an appropriate cabling that Eshka could use to rewire your ocular circuitry with. Eshka, this is going to be uh, a mechanics role for you to uh, rewire VC20's head to essentially put his eyeball on a on a, on a fishing line. <laughs> uh, is it ready for me to roll? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, triumph. Uh. Three threat and two success. I'm just gonna. That's a spicy roll. That is a very spicy roll. So with a triumph, uh, you overclock VC20's eyes in the general sense. Uh, VC20 is going to have an extra blue die on any uh, vision-based tests, like uh, like ranged tests or perception tests for the next two sessions. Uh, but more than that. I'm going to spend a dark side point and note how many threat you rolled there and also tell you that VC20's eye is successfully on a rope. Cool. You have about four feet of slack. Well, here's your long eye. Well, let's go ahead and give that a weird portal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll uh, give it a look-see. And so VC20, you, I'm picturing you spinning your eye sort of rapidly in your hand like a, like a lasso and then <laughs> flinging it in. Yep. I don't know if that's right. like, uh, oh. there is a moment, VC20, where you see a bleak, uh, gray green rain lashed landscape that you have difficulty parsing because you're, you know, you're only able to see a few frames as your eye uh, passes through. And then uh, VC20 be coexisting in two places at once, you know, thousands of light years apart. Uh, it takes a very brief um, yet tangible and immense strain on you. Uh, you were going to take three points of strain damage, and as the three of you watch, uh, the rest of VC20's body is sucked into the portal. Okay. Um, so Mia doesn't even hesitate. She's just going to dive right in after him. Okay. <laughs> Kiyama's also going to do like go in as well as like kind of like as she's like, <laughs> just that comedic like tries to grab for the legs, and then it just. <laughs> ends up diving in as well. Okay. Eshka is going to look at the portal, look up at the crony, look at the, the portal, look up the at the cr- crony, and the then cr- just jump through. Shrug the, and jump through. The, <laughs> I love you can her. hear the crony saying something, um, but the last thing that you see before you jump through the portal is the crony's granola-smeared face. <laughs> ah, I hope he feels better soon. I do, uh, Poor guy. But- <laughs> Let me uh, set you guys up on this new map. 
I, I do feel like making mods to a droid that ultimately don't matter is very on brand for the franchise. <laughs> so I'm still happy this happened. Yeah. Uh, your your eyeball is retractable, VC20. I, I think that Eshka's result... Uh, I mean, she rolled a triumph, so I think that her result is sufficiently good that you can uh, unwind and uh, extend your eye at will. Which could come also, in handy later on. I was going to say, that sounds like, that sounds less like, I mean, obviously, like, it was a, a Chekhov's gun kind of thing here, but it feels like that's some good setup for, for future experiences. It also puts him one step closer to becoming Inspector Gadget. Yes. And while, while Eshka does not know who Inspector Gadget is, she would be <laughs> very willing to turn him into Inspector Gadget if he ever asks. Yeah. Just saying. If VC20, if we can just get VC20 a hat, that's all we really need. So looking to our side, I see a, an obsidian orb-like object. Yes. yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, VC20, you, you know, you, you guys land on this planet. It is gray-green, washed out. The sky is the same color as the stone, uh, which is arranged behind you in what could only be called a collapsed brutalist fortress. There is a porch-like overhang that is protecting you from the worst of the weather at the moment. Uh, but there is also a hovering orb, roughly, I would say, four feet in diameter, that is uh, that is hovering four feet off of the ground. Uh, so when VC-20 crosses and reaches out to touch it, there is a humming sound and a light deep within the dark obsidian orb flickers on and a few moments later a hologram appears a towering figure flickers into view they are robed head to toe a deep hood uh, making their face completely unseen and you know, it's a hologram, so it's got that blue tinge to it, but their roles, their, their robes are very obviously black and in a deep, what is fairly evidently computer altered voice that I will add in post. They announce that 20 prospective force users may be coming to this place to mine its secrets. Rest assured, there are none. I have destroyed this former stronghold. I have destroyed the illegitimate clones of Darth Sidious. He was destroyed because his refusal to adhere to the rule of two ensured his doom and very nearly undid the great plan of the Sith. He has been taken care of. There is nothing for you here. Should you find the will and reason to test yourself or desire still to learn and grow in the dark side of the Force, I would advise you to seek out the Agamar system, and there find either your doom or your destiny. And then the hologram flickers off. Well, has Lumia heard of the Agamar system at all? Uh, let me see. Uh, everyone can test Outer Rim for me. Outer Rim live. I can guarantee you I don't have any knowledge of any of this. <laughs> My amnesia is still pretty strong. Kama, incredibly, you have heard of this. You just... Oh, wow. It just really hurts your head to think about it. 
Uh, Mia, you have not heard of Agamar. Eshka has not heard of Agamar, but VC20 and Kiyama, for some reason, both of you have heard of Agamar. Uh, VC20, you're familiar with it. Uh, you both know that it is located in the outer rim. Like, you could give a, if you were presented with a map, you could roughly point at it. Uh, VC20 being not amnesiac and a little bit more politically astute. You're also aware that it lies uh, fairly deep within Imperial Remnant territory, one of the uh, coalitions of uh, planetary governors and grand moffs who survived the, you know, galactic civil war, have shored up their defenses in that section of the outer rim, and have, you know, thus far held out against the former rebellion, current New Republic. They still rule probably 30 or 40 systems. Uh, 30 or 40 inhabited systems, I should say, uh, within that territory. Agamar is one of them. It is close to the outermost element of the Rim, uh, but it is nevertheless pretty deep in Imperial Remnant territory. So beyond me getting a migraine, does any of this sound... And knowing that it exists in the outer rim, does any of this make any sense to me? Or is it just... You know of it, like it's a familiar name, you know it's in the outer rim, and you know you've got a bad feeling about it. Great. Cool. Um, so, Darth Sidious is Palpatine, right? Uh, so that is something that you guys would have to ascertain uh, with a lore role. Uh, Mia, once again, you are... You are Man. very pretty and very charming. Listen, Mia, it's not fair. Like, just because she doesn't know the Force doesn't mean she should be, like, left out of important things like this, the name of the Emperor. Like, come on, Luke. I, I do have to say, I have to appreciate this role that both Kiyama and Lumia cannot put this together. I have no idea. And DC20 and Eshka are like, yeah, I totally know what this yeah. is. So looks it makes me feel a little bit like the Star Wars underworld, like totally knew what was going on with Palpatine and Sidious and everything the whole time. They just could not be fucked because they're like, man, what can I do about it? Yeah, like, yeah, he much. paid me. Yeah. I mean, that, that- this reminds me of, so my brother and I were texting a little bit earlier because a friend of mine sent me a meme, which I'll upload mm-hmm. to the chat in a little bit. But um, my brother apparently has a headcanon where because, hang on, let me actually pull up this text. Um, I think it's delightful. It makes me very amused. Um, so apparently, my brother's headcanon is that he in- Palpatine individually called all the clones to clones to trigger Order sixty six because in uh, Revenge of the Sith he tells Cody, but in Clone Wars he tells Rex to execute Order sixty six. So my brother's just imagining him sitting there for like eight hours on the phone <laughs> with every individual clone being like, "Execute Order sixty six. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, like, like it's just it's just very you know it's on brand. Yeah, he's a real hands-on kind of boss. He is, uh, but for whatever reason, um, Eshka it and VC twenty know exactly who the fuck uh, Darth Sidious is. Uh, it's the former Emperor Emperor Palpatine. Uh, what was here and. His breaking of the rule of two uh, is something that you're a little bit less clear on. Um, VC20, you got a four in lore. So I don't know how you know this. I would 
love it if you could give me some justification at some point, but for the moment we will say, you know that the rule of two is a Sith tradition that stretches back for thousands of years. And the rule is there should only ever be two Sith, one to wield power and one to crave it, a master and, a, and, and an apprentice. Now, you don't know how exactly Sidious broke this rule of two or what is what the specifics of this hooded figure's pronouncements are, um, but you know the general idea of what he's talking about. Fair enough. Uh, did lots of research on what happened to the Senate, who was responsible since its existence, inter- non-existence interfered with my goals. I buy that, yeah. Um, so, um, if, so in between episode three and the... And the reinstatement of, you know, the New Republic VC-20 basically spent every day Googling who is Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) A lot of time on the dark web working it out. Does anybody know what a Sith is? I am not a robot. Oh, VC-20 can't pass any capture tests. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he can if he rolls, uh, what is it? Like, the persuasion sorry, the deception. persuasion deception yeah. a deception check on the other robots to see if they can pick it up <laughs> uh but in any <clears throat> case uh this is what you know uh vc20 are you going to relay this information to other people or are you going to not freak them out with that revelation um i don't think i understand what like freaks humans out so i will go ahead and present the information okay. as well as my personal opinion that it is probably bad if there are clones of him. This figure did say that the clones were destroyed. You know, you you can't trust everything that dark-robed, hooded figures and holograms say, but... Right. Well, either um, he was leaving the message for somebody else who was also presumably interested in Palpatine cloning. Yeah. So there uh, is a faction that will. You can give me an, uh, an insight, uh, VC twenty. Uh, I, I, actually, everyone can, having all having heard this hologram and all having been presented with this knowledge. Uh, you can insight. Uh, let me. Insight is a useful. Insight is the the best skill that uh, doesn't get transferred often enough from game to game because it's not perception. Insight check. It should be like an intellect. Um, I'm really struggling here. This is the this is definitely the skill whose loss I feel the most. I'm going to say that this is uh, another uh, education test to, to sort of uh, sift through this information that's all been slung at you and you know deduce what the truth might be. So baby Lumia is just not doing great. Yeah, so Mia's really watching the rain here today. <laughs> no. Oh. She's feeling really bad because Kiyama thought she's a Jedi. She's really yeah, feeling that she's hard. Feeling it. And also, like, she probably just wasn't told important political or forced things <laughs> by either of her family members or any of her Ooh. family members. Like, her like, mom so- clearly didn't trust her. Her dad clearly didn't think it was important. Her <laughs> uncle clearly didn't give a shit. Like, she's just sitting there being like, cool, I am the meathead of the family. <laughs> So with uh, with one success for Kiyama and Eshka, you kind of realize that um, <clears throat> this person in this hologram seemed very clearly opposed to Darth Sidious, who you now realize is Emperor Palpatine. Uh, he destroyed, you know, this his stronghold. Apparently, killed all his clones. Um, this this is apparently some kind of 
enemy of his. Um, but the way that he speaks about him makes it sound like he's an enemy because Darth Sidious wasn't evil enough, not because he thinks that, you know, you should be a good guy when you wield the force. Uh, VC20 with three successes, you put together a little bit extra in the form of <clears throat> he's leaving this as a sort of a challenge. Um, you know, whoever this figure is knows that as a this place must be powerful, is what you realize. This is the kind of place that someone might seek out to come and try and learn from Sidious. So what this is, is almost like a message in a bottle. Uh, hey, I burned down the library, but I still have some books. If you think you're cool enough to learn from me the right way, come find me, is what this message amounts to. Oh, great. That's promising. Um... Kiyama, while enamored by the hologram, is just going to kind of like walk around. Is there anything else besides here or looking out? Uh, so there is a building uh, past the past this uh, portal way here. Um, there is a door behind it. The portal looks, uh, I'm sorry, it got moved at some point. It should be right there. Yes. This door leads into a ruinous collapsed ceiling situation. There is a room beyond that you can sort of see, uh, but what looks like decades of rust have built up around the edges of this metal portcullis, uh, keeping it pretty firmly stuck in its concrete tracking. Uh, VC20, stay right there. I'm going to tell you what you see as you walk out onto the bridge. Uh, moreover, Kiyama, you can see also that there is some kind of skeleton that decorates uh, the overhang. Looks like uh, the spinal column of some kind of megafauna. It's probably 80 feet long, maybe 90. Oh, wow. Okay. In fact, as you look around, you realize that this whole exterior is decorated with these bones in odd accents and uh, sometimes encased in the concrete itself just as a decorative or supportive protrusion. Are we in a bone cave? I don't like that. <laughs> uh, you are, I mean, it is worth saying, you're still outside, you're underneath a concrete overhang watching the rain oh. on this planet come down. That's fair. All I can see, I guess all any of us can see, I keep forgetting it's not like a dark vision situation. VC um, 20 has dark vision. Oh, um, but yeah, all I can see is uh, just a small area and it looks like it could be within a cave. Gotcha. I understand. Um, it is very, it is very dark. Uh, it, it is definitely nighttime on whatever part of this planet that you're on. Uh, in addition to the rain and the clouds and so forth. Uh, VC20, you realize that this building is built over a large canyon of some variety. You're walking out onto not a walkway, but a bridge that leads over a giant chasm. Uh, what you can see from the look down is not promising. It, you don't hear the rain hitting if it's not hitting the bridge uh, level of far down. You cannot see what the bottom is. On the bridge, however, you do see the rain-soaked bodies of t what look like two sentry droids just kind of lying there on the bridge. That's uh, comforting. Um, does this door up here look like anything that I could push? You said it was kind of rusted. Does it look like something I could just, like, push through, or does it need to be, like... You could give it a shot. It would definitely be easier to, like, cut through it if you had, like, 
a wielder or something. I take out the lightsaber and hand it to me to turn it on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think Mia's gonna take pity on her and also she's like she's like you know, like every time someone hands her a lightsaber, it's like handing her her trauma. You know, she's just like, she's like, come on, man. And she's just gonna, she's just gonna like, okay, so this is the button you press to turn it on and off, okay? Just like, do you want to practice? Like, do you want to, do you want to practice? I, I turn it off and on a few times, and then I hand her one of the other ones I took off the Dark Jedi. And do you Mia's want it? Just, she's gonna stare at it. And, like, I'm sort of imagining, like, the face journey her face is on right now. Um, and she sort of looks at Eshka and VC20. Oh, VC20's gone. She, he's, like, off oh, in that's the right. darkness he's somewhere. Off, he's, off, he's, off, he's off with his, like, on his walkway over the cavern, ca- chasm. Um, the senator is exploring. Look, yeah, she's going to look at Eshka and she's going to go, like, I don't know, I think she'd have more fun with it. Uh, Eshka, who somehow... <laughs> knows that Kiyama is the force user. <laughs> well, you're the, uh, only, you're the only person in the party who correctly tracked the eyelines of uh, the the dark the, the dark force right. user. Yes. You, like, everybody right. else in the party is so either insecure or clueless that they ta- thought that Ezra <laughs> was talking to someone else. And Ash- yeah. Ashka was the only person who was actually paying attention. Kiyama, pretty sure it's still Mia because, like, it still makes sense. So she just feels bad about it because she doesn't remember how to use the force. So she's trying to help. So, <laughs> so, so Eshka, so you Eshka. are the only person in the party who really understands what's going on right now, other yes. than maybe VC20 like, somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I tried to. Listen, tell- are we surprised that the local Skywalker has no brain cells to run to rub together? No. Like, well, come on. Uh- <laughs> And I have and, amnesia, guys. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, Eshka tried to tell Kiyama, like, you know, hey, I'm pretty sure she's talking to you. And Kiyama's just like, no. So Eshka's just kind of going to look at Mia and just be like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and the angst it. in this area is amazing. <laughs> the angst in this area is going to bring down this whole dark side infested building. Sure is. We're darker than the yeah. entire dark Esh- side. Eshka is very, <laughs> Eshka is very much just like this awkward, like, uh, sure, whatever you say, like, how is this not uh, okay? Whatever, like that's kind of the tone. Teachers, <laughs> but I also just like, like out of character for a moment here. I personally just think that it would be amazing for Eshka to wield a lightsaber, which was part of why I handed it to you. But also, <laughs> like, I do think that. Like, Lumi is not in a place to accept a lightsaber just yet. Like, maybe she'll get there, but she's, like, definitely not there yet. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Kiyama then just kind of shrugs and is like, okay, whenever you ready, I've got two extra. Listen, and and I think I think, she, I think Mia's just going to cut her off because she's, like, upset and angry and, like, hurt and, like, doesn't have good coping mechanisms. I think she's just going to be like, listen, I didn't. I wasn't lying to you when I said I wasn't a Jedi. I don't have, I don't like giving that thing to me is useless because I'm useless. I don't have the force. I don't know how to work it. Like I, I just, I just don't. Okay. So stop, stop thinking that I do. Eshka just kind of looks at her and is like, I, I mean, you can just push the button. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and like she thinks she's being very helpful. <laughs> uh, so Kiyama, you you realize that like you had a bad feeling like going into the facility on Anoth, and you had a bad feeling about going through this portal whenever you went through it. It's possible that even, you know, people who aren't you, who don't necessarily get these feelings, whatever they are, could be affected. You realize that once again, you don't remember. It, it doesn't feel like you're breathing naturally, but it's become so normalized to you. You hadn't even noticed. And <clears throat> moreover, you realize that the longer you stay here, the worse people's mental conditions are going to get. Mm, okay. Um, around this time, mm. um, I'm going to return and say that I found some bodies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> cool. We're doing great, kids. Kiyama is going to like, like, pause for a moment, turn back to Mia, just kind of like put a hand on her shoulder, and just sort of like say, "You're not useless." It was her who got the shot on the dark Jedi who killed her, right? Yes. It, or was it Eshka? Yeah. Like, I would not be alive right now if it weren't for you. So you are not useless, and I don't have the Force either. I have no idea what the hell I was doing. So we're two useless people together right now. Just, it's okay. <laughs> Just to sort of like kind of trying to reassure her, and then... She kind of wants to go into this castle and look into it, but I, she kind of turns to the others like, I don't think we should stay here long, but do we want to investigate any further? And she kind of, you said you found bodies? Most of the way across the bridge. And I'll just start walking back over. People can follow if they want, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She'll keep the lightsaber out for light, but... She'll start following. And, like, if she gets starts going, and then she'll kind of, like, wait and look, like, come on, Mia. Uh, VC20, you can... You're the only person who has been out in the rain. Uh, you can give me a <laughs> lore test, please. Okay. Uh, with a failure? Nothing to worry about. Everything seems normal. Oh, boy. Hey. Come on, Mia. Let's... I'm not gonna leave you here by yourself. Come on. And just kind of, like... Them bodyguard instincts coming through. Just trying to sure drag this angsty teen along with you. The oh my god, are we out in the rain now? Because yes. I feel like the rain is going to capture Mia's angsty soul right now. Well, you like, think so, and it, it does for a little bit until, like, you start to get weirdly itchy and rashy after oh a, a minute or two of walking oh. in it. Gosh. Uh, you realize that this is some kind of uh -oh. acid or basic rain. Uh, <laughs> these are the bodies that uh, VC20 has found. They are oh. some kind of droid that has been left here. They It looks as though they have uh, rusted or rotted pretty heavily in the, in the rain, but at one point they would have been formidable security droids. Can I tell what, like, what made them break? Yeah, give me a mechanics test. Uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they've taken some kind of damage, like their structure is uh, their their structure is broken, but uh, okay. they're, they're otherwise it, it is difficult to determine what exactly happened to them. Lumia, you I'm don't have any good at luck? 
Oh, VC20, you also <laughs> rolled a mechanics roll. I apologize. Uh, VC20, you can tell oh. that these took damage from a weapon, uh, an energy weapon, a lightsaber. Um, do these guys have, like, black boxes or anything like that to extract? A lot of droids have something similar. Uh, is Security droids in particular often have fairly sophisticated memory backup systems uh, because if you can extract it, you can analyze enemy tactics. So you could look for something like that, yes. I would like to look for something like that. Okay. Let me adjust the dice board really quick. Um, and I'm going to... Yeah, all right, so you're good to go. Uh, anyone who would like to follow up on that suggestion can make me a mechanics roll. Another one? Mm-hmm. Uh, separate task. All right, so interestingly, Eshka, you can't get it. You feel calm working on the machine, Eshka. Uh, you can regrain one strain, however. Lumia, uh, working out in this rain is stressing you out. So even though you get it, uh, you can feel your hair like starting to singe and curl under the uh, the hard water that is coming out of the sky. However, you do extract... Uh, one robot has its memory backups damaged. It seems like it, whatever hit it, uh, since VC-20 hasn't shared the lightsaber information, whatever hit it and destroyed it also hit the backups. It hit it really hard. Uh, however, the further one does have an intact memory backup, or at least a reasonably intact one. You can uh, extract it out of the robot's casing. And so now you are standing in the acid rain holding a droid black box. What comes next? Um, at this point, I imagine I can tell that something is going on with my organic friends, what with the uh, smoke and singe and so forth. Yeah, so they're not, like, burning up. It's not, you know, an a it's not like hydrochloric acid is coming out of the sky, but you can tell that uh, some of the fur on your Bothan friend is starting to look a little discolored, and on your human and blue friend, uh, their their faces look kind of like patchy, maybe uh, as if they have rashes. It's, it, it looks as though... Um, uh, VC20, you can give me a medicine again. Oh no, you. I'm sorry, you failed that medicine. Uh, it looks as though there is some sort of airborne agent, perhaps an allergen like pollen in the air. Um, I'm going to suggest that everybody goes back and get something to eat, since that's how all human problems are solved. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see what's at the end of the bridge from where we are, or does it look endless? From where you are? Uh, mm -hmm. no. You cannot. Uh, VC20, uh, doing a little bit more thorough of an investigation, just because he has more light to work with. Uh, you can see that there is, uh, like a... You can't see it on the map, but there is like a another mountain line rising in the distance. And uh, as VC20 goes even further, you can in fact see that there is uh, what looks like a hulk of a um, like a spaceship. Not crashed. It doesn't have much structural damage, but it looks as though it has been left here uh, for a significant amount of time. It is in poor repair, is what you see, VC20. Um, are there any identifying objects? Uh, yes, there is um, a humanoid skeleton right there, oh. <laughs> and a second one uh, next to it. Do they still have their um, black boxes? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they have mostly... Uh, how do I put this? They have been weirdly mummified, uh, you suspect, by the rain. Uh, you th 
it suddenly occurs to you that if the rain were perhaps basic rather than acidic, uh, over time it might have a it, it, it might have a a preservation effect if it were applied in light enough doses over a long enough timeline. Uh, to wit, uh, these bodies look more like mummies rather than just corpses, um, especially you know decades of decay corpses, which would just look like bones. Uh, these look like shriveled humanoid men, bald with the peach skin tone. Are there any uh, like weapons or anything that they had brought? These no. Uh, none, none that you can see, obviously. You can give me, uh, a perception test if you want to do a more in-depth search. Did you find anything over there? She, sh- Kiyama shouts from, like, way back. Um, going to say, um, VC20 is a little freaked out by the mummies, um, since at this point he's putting two and two together with, uh, what basics YouTube people. So he's going to yell back, more bodies. You must be getting very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other party members, VC20 uh, seems to be going full ethnic grandmother on feeding <laughs> you. And judging from his treatment of the cultist, when he realized that the cultist was fairly ba- was pretty badly wounded, you realize that he thinks that there's that there's a considerable amount of danger. Uh, Kiyama, you can now see that there are two uh, mummies. The, uh, the mummies are. Not to put too fine a point on it, but they're naked. Uh, whatever clothing they had on uh, must have disintegrated under the, you know, the particularly burning elements. The ship is not structurally damaged in any way, but it has been abandoned. Uh, it is a slightly larger ship than the Perry and looks as though it is more dedicatedly warlike. It looks like it was built for speed and for hurting things. Hmm. And I call back, like, Ashka, get up here. And Mia, I think I found a, something you might like. And I'm just going to, like, start looking around for, like, a hatch or something. Sure. I am at the edge of what I can see. Oh, there we go. I don't have a glow stick. Oh. So I'm going by Mia's. What's up? Kiyama, you can give me a perception as well. Woohoo. Let's see if I have one success tonight. Uh, hey, there it is. A one, you have one success, <laughs> a single success. Uh, Kiyama, you find the hatch. Uh, it is underneath one of the bodies. It looks as though whatever killed these individuals was chasing them, or they were trying to flee. I just sort of like mutter an apology and just like kind of kick the skeleton over, just like get, go away. <laughs> okay. Uh, the mum- the mummy rolls away, and you find the the starter to the ship. The keys to the ship, functionally, are clutched in the left hand of that mummy, uh, which has now detached and is rolled away. Uh, these mummies are not t- super sound structurally. I take the keys and I toss them to Mia. I'm like, you might find this useful. Eshka, see if you can help me get in. Aside from a brown smear, Mia, the keys are perfectly functional. What should I be rolling here? To do what? What are you trying to do? Investigating the ship a little bit, like seeing if there's, like seeing if I recognize the make and model. If I think I can fly, okay. how well can I fly it? You know, 
Okay. Analyzing what a ship is, I'm going to rule that that is warfare. Warfare. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let me give me a one second. Oh, Oops. Uh, that was the correct. Sorry. That was the correct uh, difficulty in any case. Cool. All right. The acid has started to get more into your eyes. Me, I'm going to charge you another strain. Uh, I am also going to charge everyone uh, who is not VC twenty one strain for secret reasons. Um, but what I will say is that this looks like a completely custom job, Mia. Uh, you recognize the elements of several different kinds of ship, uh, largely from places like the Corellian shipyards, uh, manufacturers out of there. Uh, several manufacturers, notably, that were closest in collaboration with the Empire. Uh, but this looks like a completely bespoke piece, whatever else it is. I think I'm going to put the key in the ignition. All right, well, you got to get inside the ship first. I think that's how that works on this ship. I know. I'm, I'm trying to get Eshka to help me. Trying to get Eshka to help me open the hatch. Oh, I see. I see. I'll uh, help. Um, then let me let me or take a look and see if there's anything I can find. Yeah. Okay. I found the hatch, and that's where I kicked over the body and found the key. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to get inside. So, can I have try... we tried putting the key in the thing? Uh, the there is no thing to put in. Uh, it's not like an outdoor and indoor key, like a car. It's just a. <laughs> it's just a. You got to start this thing. How is how is the hat? Okay. How is the hatch like held shut? Is it just like stuck? No, there is a keypad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can try to. Mess with it. Yeah. Uh, give me a mechanics check to uh, try and hotwire that. Uh, Ishka, you fumble around at the keypad for a while, but uh, you are unable to get any purchase. Uh, your fur is starting to go white in patches, Ishka. You realize that uh, while it's protecting you from the worst of this basic rain, it is also affecting you pretty adversely in a cosmetic sense. It's also... Oh, <laughs> the tips no. of your ears hurt. Huh. What will I do if I encounter another boss then and I can't communicate through Rendui because my fur's all jacked up? <laughs> I guess that is true. I guess it's not just a cosmetic thing. It's a cultural problem. Well. We gotta get in this thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, I'm, or I'm running back up into the darkness on the stairs. Uh, so VC20, you reach over and interface with the door briefly. And what happens is shocking to you. Uh, This is not just a door, it is a full integrated intelligence that that you are instantly in contact with. You realize after just a moment of this contact that this ship is alive in the sense that a droid might be. It has some sort of intelligence animating it. How... How broad and sophisticated that intelligence is, you're not entirely sure. It could be, you know, one of those droids that um, pulls the rickshaws on Tatooine, or it could be the equivalent of R2-D2. You just don't know. Um, This is somewhat troubling to you. Um, Generally speaking, droids are made in smaller bodies uh, for not just traditional reasons, but also because the endowment of intelligence on something is easier when it can communicate with like individuals. This is somewhat akin to a person coming up to 
a boat, expecting a boat, and instead finding that it is made of flesh. This is a troubling development for you. And after a few more moments of this intense sudden knowledge of mind-to-mind combat, or mind-to-mind contact, rather, the ship says, Hello, are you ready to leave? Uh, Chris, you are Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, that was um, a very dramatic pause. I was like, <laughs> I he's was really here, like, milking this. I was okay. sitting there and I was like, do I oh. cut in and like say like, that should just be the end of the episode. That is a big <laughs> episode. No. Um, but uh, clearly that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, We're not quite ready to leave yet, but we would like to come inside. Yes. I sense bodies. How many bodies are you? Um, four. Four bodies. Good, good. And the door opens. Uh, <laughs> I love how we don't know any of this, and VC20 can't show any facial expressions because he's a droid, so we know nothing. <laughs> yeah, so you guys watch as uh, VC20's eyes flicker a little weirdly, and that's not a figure of speech. His The lights in his eyes flicker oddly. Uh, but other than that, he pulls his hand away from the keypad, just as he did on Anoth, and the ship opens. I will uh, say that I think the door is a little ominous. <laughs> inside <laughs> is... To be fair, everything here is ominous. Inside is no different. Uh, you... The ship is sleek, um, built not even a little bit for comfort. There is a single cabin. There is a room that looks like... It's hard to describe what its function is. There is a center that may have been filled... Like a basin in the center that may have been filled with water at some point. And a hanging imperial banner, as well as a communications pedestal. Like a hollow projection pedestal that one can sit on and have their hologram projected. While also having a hologram of the recipient uh, be visible. But other than that, there's no living quarters really allotted. There are no rations anywhere. There is just a cockpit uh, where one person can run very little from what it looks like, basically just making the decision to go to hyperspace. The ship seems weirdly automated, Mia. Uh, you, you're you kind of uncomfortable with they've done this bespoke job insofar as kind of taking away the the human ability to pilot effectively. Does it have a record of where we are? Where this place is? Uh, I would like another round of mechanics rolls uh, from those of you who are competent to make them. Give me one second to set the dice pool. When you say competent to make them, what do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, everyone who, f- who upon seeing a strange ship would think, yeah, I can work on that. Okay. Like if I saw cool. a car broken down by the side of the road, like my first thought wouldn't be like, I can fix that. Like I might be able to help, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not one of those people tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One success from Lumia, two successes from Eshka. Uh, so between the two of you, you get several critical systems up and running. Uh, most importantly is the sealant systems. The door was not the only bit that was rusty and loose. Uh, with a few hours of work taking place primarily inside, uh, you get this thing safe enough to fire up again. 
Uh, the power comes back on. It, it actually does have power, and you can feel the extremely slight humming of the engines going. Uh, there is a dinging sound uh, that is coming from the uh, the hollow projector, the 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 room that has the the basin and the hollow pedestal. It's like a dinging noise. I would like to investigate that dinging noise. Okay. Eshka, as you enter the room, uh, it seals behind you. You realize that this room is, um, it's, it's, it's built to be very, uh, cloistered, I guess is the room for it. It's, it's very much a room for intense privacy of some kind. And as you enter, oh. the door slides shut with a hiss behind you. The dinging stops and an image of Emperor Palpatine of all people, appears in the hollow pedestal. Shit. Ew. And he says, I'm the ship. Are you ready to leave? I'm sorry. Did he say, I'm in this ship? He said, I'm the ship. He's the ship. Are you asking this of the hologram? No, I'm clarifying with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I think I will just kind of look at him and say, no, I, I will. Hmm. You're the ship? Yes. I've taken on the face of the only organic that I've ever seen in order to maximize your comfort. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. Oh. That's better than what I thought was going on, because for a second there, and I, I thought that, that the spirit of Darth Sidious was embedded <laughs> in the ship. <laughs> and I think that, but I think that, like, while she's Eshka's seeming to be very like ex- like relieved, I think Lumi is sort of sitting there going, "Oh God, this was his ship. Oh God, okay." <laughs> uh, are we ready to leave? Where are we gonna go? Did we figure out where we are? Did we I never miss figured that? out where we are? No. But I think you're talking to the ship so- right now. As a matter of fact, Eshka yeah. is the only person talking to the ship because you're alone in this cloistered room talking to this pedestal. Okay, hey ship, uh, what are our coordinates? What sector are we in presently? Please. You are currently at your stronghold in the Exegol system. Do I know where that is? You can give me an Outer Rim Eshka. An Outer Rim Eshka? Yeah. (laughs) Eshka, can you please test Outer Rim for me? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to be a smart You don't know where it is? Um, but you have heard legend of it. Um, supposedly it's out in the unknown regions, like Ooh. wild space, kind like beyond the outer rim, uh, you know, beyond the charted regions of the galaxy. Supposedly what? that's where it is. So with what knowledge I have of the galaxy, what would be a reasonable like destination to set so based on the fact that i don't know exactly where we are so legendarily exegol is on the northern edge of the galaxy okay so with that in mind i and if you remember anoth is in the the furthest southern reaches of the outer rim so as this yes. processes, you realize that you have you when you went through that portal, you traveled literally all the way across the galaxy. That's bonkers. Uh, so the most um, the most likely trade route would be the Hydean Way. Uh, it takes you outside of the 
Imperial Remnant, but it does take you through a few uh, Trade Federation proprietary regions, as well as past a few sectors that aren't in Hut space, but are uh, Hut sympathetic, you might call it, uh, or oh. owe favors to the Huts. Uh, so, but with both the Trade Federation and the Huts <laughs> on the way, but still, it's better than being, you know, lost out in the, you know, the wild space outer regions. That's easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also true. Um, it, was it the Hydean? The Hydean way, yes. H y d i a n. The Hydean okay. way. I will say, well, uh, nice to make your acquaintance. Palpy ship, uh, is it possible to set a course for the Hydean Way? It is organic. My last owner referred to me as Spectre. Would you like to refer to me the same way? Or would you prefer to refer to me as Palpy ship? <laughs> oh my gosh. I cannot, emphasize, like I cannot emphasize enough that this is all coming out of Emperor Palpatine's mouth. I know. Great. <laughs> I will ask, do you have a preference? I would like to kill something soon. Interesting. Is my name relevant on whether or not I get to do that? No. Then I would declare that I have no preference organic. Alright, we'll call you Palpy Ship. Um, okay, let's set a course. Are you comfortable with being referred to as organic? Yeah, that's fine. As well. Although there are a few of us that might help to distinguish. I can be organic number one. Okay. Keep it easy for you. I find that acceptable. Would you like me to introduce me to the other organics? I sensed four bodies outside. And a droid. Four bodies and a droid? There was a... Was he sensing the dead? Well, he might have been sensing the dead body, I guess. As a body. He might also be confused about meeting another... Another... There are many... There are many concerning implications of what he said. Yes. Okay. Uh, I... Will, can I get the, the door open behind me? The one that closed very rapidly behind me? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll turn around and knock on the door. Uh, Palpy Ship says, Were you planning on exiting so soon? Uh, I was gonna get the other organics, let them know what's up. My previous owner generally preferred to lock the door for the minimum of one hour after entry. Oh, uh... I don't think that's necessary for the time being, but I appreciate the thought. For now, yes. I will speak to you further from the instrument panel. And Emperor Palpatine's face disappears. The door opens. <laughs> uh, Mia, who is in the cockpit, you see Emperor Palpatine's face appear in a hologram above your instrument panel. Mia promptly has a heart attack. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, give uh, you, uh, no shit, <laughs> give me a cool roll. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a cool roll, okay? Uh, two failures. Nope. All right, two failures. Uh, I am taxing you to strain. Oh god! So what happens when I max out my strain? Uh, I'm just you, asking for a you faint. You go comatose. Uh, <laughs> you. Uh, there are many things that can happen, and I get to choose. Tell me about. Tell me about where your strain is at, Mia. Um, it's currently at eight out of twelve. Okay. So like, I'm fine, but like. You know, you keep raising it two at a time. <laughs> just sort of just wanted to ask for a friend. Yeah. Um, it's worth knowing now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Mia is not doing great. 
Um, Eshka will point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think she's going to go. Hey, guys, uh, the ship is manifesting the emperor. Uh, the, the hologram says, hello, organic number two. I'm puppy ship. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, okay. will will point to the hologram and say it. So I'm pretty sure it's not the spirit of the emperor in the ship. I'm pretty sure the ship just looks like the emperor for whatever reason. I decided to call him Palpy Ship. I hope that's okay. Um, Mia's just kind of gonna blink for a couple of minutes, and she's gonna, <laughs> or not minutes. I mean, it could be minutes. She's really <laughs> quite stunned. Um, and she's just kind of gonna go like, okay, so um. Why is it the Emperor, though? Oh, I have no idea. It's very suspicious. I've taken on the face of the only organic with which I have contact. Oh, that's right. You did say that. So, you, this used to be his ship. Uh, okay. No, Uh, you misunderstand our relationship entirely. What am I misunderstanding here? I am not a ship. What Uh, are you? I am me. Okay, but like... Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it is him. I feel like that, like, Mia fades. Like, it doesn't matter. She's she's drained. So Mia loses consciousness. I've just decided she's drained. She's had, like, a lot of people pressing all of her trauma points, and now the ship is apparently Palpatine. Or it's not a ship. Don't really know. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Good. So does that mean my strain is now zero again? Or is it, like, still where it was? It's it's still where it was. Uh, You've just opted to lose consciousness. Uh, as 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 Mia, as Mia falls out of the the pilot's uh, chair, the hologram looks over to Ashkin and says, "Organic number one, please send in your droid from before. I had an easier time communicating with it." Kiyama has rushed in at the sound of uh, someone collapsing on the floor. Okay. <laughs> Uh, your charge uh, ha- is on the floor of the cockpit. Eshka is standing there, kind of dumbstruck, and an emperor, a hologram of like an like an old wrinkly raisin looking dude is projected <laughs> over the over the console. Who are you? Organic number one is deep to me. Now be ship. So you're the ship. I am not a ship. But you live in the ship. Okay, and she just turns into. <laughs> <laughs> I am an intelligence which resides in this shell. This shell functions as a ship and has many other capabilities. Ah. Uh, okay. I I will ask what some of those capabilities might be. Killing, which I would like to do. Yeah, he said that before. I love this ship so much. <laughs> Came up with the name Spectre for it, and we just called it Poppy Ship instead. It's just like... I want to feed. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> um. Um. Could you tell us about some of your past killings? Yes, I could. Would you tell us what some about some of your <laughs> I like the larger ships. I have had the opportunity to kill many freighters. I find those most pleasing to my sensibilities. Brian, are you telling us this ship is an ass man? <laughs> <laughs> This, this wet ass freighter. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> well, do you need, um, I mean, if you can get us where we're going, if anyone attacks us, you can kill it. I mean, I feel like I figure that's a standard thing. I find like, this arrangement acceptable. No searching out. 
mind. <laughs> no searching out things to kill. I find this range map less pleasing, but still acceptable. <laughs> organic number one has instructed me to follow the hiding way. Is this correct for all organics? Do we need to go back to Anos? I'm also wanting... I'm going to want to do like a medicine check on Mia just to make sure that she's just okay yeah, and yeah, stable. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, give me a medicine check, please. She probably, like, I feel like probably already bestirring herself. Like, I feel as though it was like not a, like full on faint. Yeah, by the time you get to her, um, she, like, she's weird and clammy, um, but she didn't hurt anything in her fall. Um, so, so she should be fine. Uh, though she, this is a situation where she definitely could legitimately use food. Yeah. I, um, okay, cool. Um, yeah, from a meta perspective, I'm also still pretty heavily wounded. Um, so I'm not sure that we want to go off on big adventures and healthy ship. Um, I don't know if me is awake yet, but I, I, one of the things I want to weigh is the fact that we did just go gallivanting off to this other planet. And I don't know that we brought any of our shit with us. And I don't know how much of that shit actually matters. Like you guys, credits are, oh yeah, and yeah. like like food supplies and like anything of personal value that anyone might and, have with them. An arful and buka, an arful and buka. I I have. I and have we an also ar- need. Go ahead. Oh, and, and I think we also need to tell the uh, people that we've taken care of the situation that was terrifying them. We think um, because they did say that there. She did say she had sisters. Like, yes. there might be more. I don't... Um, uh, I, I think that we can f- make this work. And Kiyama's gonna turn to Palpy Ship and be like, Do you only kill freighters, or can you do smaller things as well? Like, can you take care of smaller... I find freighters most pleasing to my sensibility. I can kill any kind of ship you require. Okay, well, I was going to suggest is we got to go run and get some other stuff before we can come back and play around with you. So would you be able to not let anyone else take you somewhere and fly off with you until we come back? No one takes me anywhere. I choose. Okay, but you would not choose to go with anybody else is what I'm trying to... I would choose to go with someone who would let me kill. Uh, so they might if someone comes and says they're gonna let him go kill ships they're gonna just he'll go with them there was a key right yeah there is a key um I'll just ask if there is another key I don't know what you mean I'm unaware of any key uh VC20 uh as a fellow machine you have a kind of an advantage in this situation uh give me an education roll please you think that the Palpy ship might not be quite as fully autonomous as it would like to think, or does think, or would have you believe. Uh, it genuinely seems unaware of the existence of these keys. You suspect that perhaps uh, it, like all of us, is unaware of many of the strings that pull at it. If Because if you take the key, it straight up can't go anywhere. Okay, so I'm not particularly worried about it taking off without us. Um, I will ask mm-hmm. if it would be willing to assume a different form. The form is not mutable. I mean, like a uh, healthy, the palpitating hologram. Yes. I don't know, it's kind of growing on me. I mean, I'll be honest. I would be pleased to. And the hologram is replaced with uh, Eshka. <laughs> feelings. And the hologram of Eshka says, 
Is this more pleasing to you? Kiyama looks to Eshka, see how she's feeling about it. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> Seems a little vain, right? <laughs> I guess it's fine. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Better than Mia fainting every time she goes into the cockpit. <laughs> That's true. And better than... Ha- On that note, I actually think that Mia is, like, waking up now. Yeah. Like, fully. And, like, she's sort of looking up at this hologram of Eshka and going, Oh, thank God, I dreamed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must have just made a mistake. Can we still call the ship Palpy Ship? Or will that upset Mia too much? Oh, are you asking me? Yes. Oh, I think you can still call it Palpy Ship, but like maybe like give her a couple minutes to recover. Like don't like refer to it in this current conversation as Palpy Ship, but they can be like, oh yeah, you weren't actually dreaming that, but it's okay. What comes next? Um, I think Kiyama's getting ready. I mean, it sounds like we're going to make a run back for the portal to go back to Anoth to get back on the roundabout to go back to the Perry to get our stuff to then come back here. (laughs) All right. Uh, You run. I'm just going to move everybody back up to there. I assume that you're just like charging through the rain, basically. Yeah. Uh, You return. And we take the key with us. Mm -hmm. So there's a fun detail that none of you guys asked me about. Whether we can go both ways. Yeah. And a second fun detail that you didn't ask me about when you went one way. Which was, is does this portal look like it's working? And oh. and it looks like the answer to both is no. Cool. <sighs> oh, oh. Um, I mean, can we use Palpy Ship to, like, contact Arful and Buka? It's a long transmission. Yeah, it would take a while. It might, it might take up to, well, yeah. it might take up to a day or so to hear back. But yes, you can get in touch with them. Um, you might need to take like, Palpy Ship into uh, actual charted regions of the galaxy. Yeah, like when we get to the to the Hadean Way. Like, I, I mean, if we can't if we can't get back to the Perry, then if we can at least make contact with them, mm-hmm. maybe we can rendezvous. Yeah, maybe they can send you guys your credit, like you know, send over your credits. Yeah, Western Union, but Digital. galactic. <laughs> I'm, I made some assumptions about what you guys would bring with you. I I know that Kiyama said that she was bringing basically her whole kit with her. I uh, I figured that Eshka would bring most of her stuff with her because she might need to fix things at any given point. Yeah, I have a backpack, and I assume I just keep like everything in there at all times, like a little gremlin. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think it's peak disaster, <laughs> Mia, to have left everything except her dad's pistol. It's quite a solo move. It's a very (laughs) solo Skywalker move. It's also like, she like didn't, like she grew up with money, right? Right. So she's like, she doesn't necessarily think through the things she needs to bring with her all the time. Like sometimes she's very good at it, but sometimes she's like, it'll be fine. I'll get it later. (laughs) And she's wrong. This is her first adventure. She's learning. Yes. And I, I sort of assumed that VC20 was, you know, wizened. Or, you know, was wise from years of experience and would also know to bring stuff with. So, essentially, what I'm getting to is everybody's got their stuff, including food and so on, and credits, except for Mia. Cool. <laughs> I'm real excited about this. All right. She's like the the nervous, like, so I feel like we started this campaign with Kiyama as like the nervous stray cat we were trying to take care of and now I feel like Mia has become the nervous stray cat we're trying to take care of. Everyone becomes um, a stray cat. Yes. 
before we head back, mm-hmm. does this door actually have grate, or is yes. it just a? Yes, it does. Can I hurl my eye through to take a look? See, ah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, so you extend your eyeball into the grate. Um, mostly it is collapsed rubble and cement, so on. But you extend your eye to its fullest. You completely spool out your, you know, fishing line sensor. And you can see that over the rubble is a huge room, probably... I, I, I would say at least 50 meters on a, uh, excuse me, at least 100 meters on a side, if not more. And it is housing what looks like what was dozens and dozens of human-sized tanks. They almost look like back to tanks, but each and every one of them to the last has been shattered and opened. You can see that there are bodies that not mummified by the basic rain that have turned to bones. The The room is a giant charnel house. Okay. Um, and this door in the upper left, does that also actually exist? Yes, it does. Uh, that is the portal that you came through that does not seem to have a back way way back no i mean uh, oh this door yes uh it does but it has a blast door that has been lowered behind it it is a grate but it has a um plasteel backing to it there's no looking inside from it okay um yeah i'm ready to rejoin the rest of the group I will just uh, say that the clones have actually been destroyed the clones have are the clones have been the ones attacked this time I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. What you did there. It's a reversal. That was going to be the mm-hmm. name of the episode until it was changed to wet ass microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wet ass microphone. Um, when we get back to the ship, before we get on Palpy ship, the skeleton that I took the key from, mm-hmm. do I get any sense of any bad feelings as I am close to this skeleton or? I mean, you're, it's, it's a mummy. Like yes, you get bad feelings from it. It's, no, it's I know. I'm at. trying to de- I'm trying to determine if this person that they keep referring to as Palpatine, who the ship knew and who was holding the key, like is that his skeleton? Uh, it doesn't raise any particular resonance for you. Um, from what they're talking about, it seems likely that this was a clone of that person. Uh, but you guys know enough about clones to know that you become you know, your own individual, unless it's done in a specific way. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's very few ways to reliably implant or, you know, implant memories or replicate memories and skills and so on. It, um, it's, and attempting to do it generally leads to problems. Okay. All right. That makes you feel a little bit better. Okay. So I'll I'll go on the Palpy ship. All right, uh, you are all on the Palpy ship. The who is is anyone getting into the cockpit? Uh, yeah, Mia is for sure. All right, Eshka's face in a hologram appears, and the ship says, "I should let you know I'm fully capable of piloting myself as well as firing my own weapons." And Mia, so can I do like an investigation to see if I can like turn off autopilot? Yeah, absolutely. Is investigation a thing, or would I do mechanics? Uh, you would do mechanics in this case. 
finally got me some yeah, good rolling. There you go. Two successes. Yeah, you can turn off autopilot. This is another situation, much like VC20. When VC20 realized that, like, Palpy ship is subject to the keys, you realize mm-hmm. you can actually pilot Palpy ship. You know, yeah. he's not as autonomous as he, he doesn't seem quite as autonomous as he would like you to believe. Or I guess she at this um, point, with Eshka being the face of the yeah. ship. Um, so I think that Mia's going to turn off autopilot. Okay. Um, and I'm sort of imagining her, like, you know, getting the ship ready to take off. And as she's doing it, she's sort of like, oh, this is a nice ship. Like, she's having one of those moments where she's, like, able to center herself a little bit because it's like, oh, I'm getting to drive a Benz right now. It's, okay. It's not a Benz. It is it, it it is a it is a custom built Lamborghini ah, with, even with, with, with with a rocket strapped onto the top. Yeah. So <laughs> oh yes. Mia's, Mia's about to have a good ass time uh for the first time in like a day. Yeah. <laughs> um that's not true. She had an okay time flying earlier that very day, but um yeah, she's getting ready. And I think she's sort of going to call over her shoulder to, to the folks like, all right, guys, get ready for takeoff. And then she's going to fly. All right. And Wee. really hope this roll is going to be okay. You use the light side point. Use the light side point. Do I need to? Because that was a pretty good roll. Okay, that is pretty good. But I was going to say, if you were worried. I'm, a, I'm stingy. I would have used a light side point otherwise, but I'm stingy about life si- light side points because I want to save them for real important moments. And That's like. Fair. I, I do cra- think there would have been something enjoyable about Mia fucking up flying the space Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> no, she needs this good moment. She needs she this. this she got it all on her own. The fates willed the rolls to be good. So the the triple engines of Palpy Ship roar as you lift off of the rainy, acidic surface of Exegol. Eshka, you could swear that you hear two thumps as the mummified corpses of Palpatine clones slide off the side of the ship as it leaves. You rise up through the green-gray atmosphere, turning around only to look once, and you hit hyperspace, leaving the wild regions outside of the galaxy and heading for the Hydean tradeway and back towards the places that you know. And that's where we're on for tonight. Hell yeah! Yay! Good night, everybody. Good night, friends. Bye! Good night. Oh, I should probably hang up. Bye, Craig. Your pal, friend of Patine. <laughs> <laughs>